Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You beautiful people, let me get that out before you start. <laughs> Y'all look good out there. Okay, you can go. Have you guys ever seen those uh, progressive insurance commercials where Dr. Rick comes on and he says, trying to teach everybody not to be like their parents? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Mark and I only laugh because, <laughs> yeah, yes, I am my parents. Um, a lot of you know me, but you don't know my family because we've moved up here from central Arkansas several years ago. But I am the daughter of Don Melton. And if you did know my dad, there would be an expectation of who I am because of who my dad is. And uh, Mark would say maybe I'm a little too much like my dad, but I am very proud to be like my dad. He, he usually says it as a negative thing, but I take it as a compliment every time. Um, I was raised by my dad and my parents to work hard, uh, to have uh, live a life of character, and to have integrity, and that's, that represents who my dad is. He also gave us, gave us opportunities <coughs> to grow and to learn and to become the people or the, the daughters, because he had four daughters. Um, so he gave us that opportunity to grow and become the daughters or the contributing members of society that we would become. So we weren't going to grow up to be him, but he wanted to give us those characteristics and values that he thought were important for us to live um, a good life. Go forward several years, and then I became a member of the Rowden family. And the Rowden family also had a name, and they had an expectation of their family and the character that the people in their family would live to grow um, and live in. And I know that not everybody has that opportunity. Not everybody has great families. But we all are adopted or given the opportunity to be adopted into God's family. And, and be a member of his family. And so this morning, what Mark and I want to talk about is, what does it mean, what does it look like to be a member of God's family? So we want to start um, in scripture, and we must start with Ephesians chapter 2, and we're going to read verses 1 through 10. It says, As for you, you were dead in your transgression and sin, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in our transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we come this morning. A lot of us come broken and bashed and weary. And we need you desperately to speak to us. 
even the speakers. So will you remove all that stands in our way to receive what it is you want us to hear? And will you send the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do and change us and move us from yuck to yum? In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I don't know why I'm getting emotional. Don't ask. Yeah, I skipped a, I skipped a slide at the end to the end of... <laughs> You'll just have to reread that part, babe. I uh, just spent a weekend with Carl, so all the men know kind of what's going through my head right now. When you spend a ma- uh, time with a man of God like Carl, uh, you leave changed. And it's no exception this weekend for, for me. Uh, I'm even changed for, from when I got to him and he spoke into me and I left. I, I was changed. And that's, that's our prayer for everybody here this morning, even ourselves is that you don't walk out of this room the same way you walked in. It's important for us. We don't get to speak to you very often, uh, but when we do, uh, we do not take this lightly. We love each and every one of you. We pray for you, and we want you to succeed in life, but we want you to grow too. So some of the things we're going to share this morning probably going to rub some some people a little wrong, that's okay. That's okay, you... If you're not being coached in life, Rob can tell you, if you, coach ain't rubbing you the wrong way, he probably ain't doing his job. So if we're going to rub you a little bit this morning, but we love you, we, we want you to know that. So take that with a, with a grain of salt, would you? Uh, Margaret Thatcher once said, or if you're a people person, she said this for y'all. I'm not, so it didn't apply to me. <laughs> she once said, if, if you just set out in life to be liked, You'll be prepared to compromise on everything and anything and at any time. And guys, I lived my life like that for a long time. I compromised on the the little things, and then the little things started becoming big things. Uh, And then I was in that rabbit hole that it's hard to get out of without God interfering, which he did in my life. And you you that know my story know uh, I was at the doorsteps about to rob a bank. That's how bad it was for me. I mean, I'm just being honest with you. That's, that's how bad it was for me. Um, I say all that to, to just kind of prepare you and warn you for, for what's, what's upcoming. Um, I hope that scares you a little bit. I like when I can scare people. Um. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So as a member of God's family, that basically that scripture says, we're going to have opportunities to walk. And God expects us to act and behave in a way that honors him. And that is our walk. So that's what we want to talk about this morning. And if you're a member of City Point Church and you've been with us for very long, then the next slide you're going to see some symbols. And those symbols represent the mission of City Point Church, to love, serve, and multiply. So those are going to look familiar. Because that that is our mission. So I'd like to share with you some scripture that teaches us, if you want to go to the next slide, 
these things um, and shows us how God does these good works in us. John 14, 23 says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and the Father will love him, and we will make our abode with him. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples in his last hours. So that's significant, right? This is really important stuff. It's the last stuff that he told his disciples. He wanted to give them the important stuff and tell them how to walk and how to live because he knew he wasn't going to be there with them for long. So he starts by saying, if you love me, that's the heart. That's the heart, right, that we all want to have, the heart of Jesus. And then he says, what action are we going to take? You're going to keep my word if you love me. So those are the hands. We know that there's also the we. He says that we will make our abode with you. So he's going to abide with us through his Holy Spirit. And that's what causes the X. That's the multiplication factor right there. The Holy Spirit lives in us and grows in us, and he's the one that teaches us um, and causes that spiritual growth in our lives. So let's dig into this a little bit more. John 14, 15, again, at the end of his life, while he's talking to his disciples, Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So what are the commandments of Jesus? That's what we want to know. So I want to present three ways that Jesus calls us. Let's first look at those commandments. In Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31, Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater command than these. And then John 13, 34, a new command I give you, that you love one another. It was, it was um, expected, right? The Israelites knew that they were supposed to love God and that they were supposed to love and serve each other. But the new command is that there's, there's Gentiles out there. You also need to extend that love to them, is what Jesus was saying. So this is our call to serve. We serve God, we serve each other, and we serve others. And how we serve is how we walk in those opportunities that God gives us in each of our lives. So that looks different for each one of us. But what is the same is what Jesus tells us. He says that we're going to serve out of our love for him. And then in 2 Peter Verse three, verses, uh, chapter 3, verse 18, it says, but grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we can't just serve. We need to grow ourselves. And in order to do that, we need to read God's word. We need to study. And we need to be in fellowship with others who are of like mind, like we are. Um, I can tell you personally, I find it best for me to get up first thing in the morning. And I spend my first hour of the morning studying and reading and in prayer. But I'm also going to be honest and say it's easy to hit that snooze button sometimes. Um, so, you know, for me, I have to set up accountability for me to be, <laughs> to know that I, I have to do this or else I'm going to show up, right? I'm going to show up in a Bible study where I'm not prepared um, to, mm. you know, with what God has taught me or, or to re- from reading whatever the lesson was. So I set up that accountability through that Bible study so that I come prepared and it's a lot harder for me to hit that snooze button because I want to be prepared for that uh, discussion. And so I want to encourage you also, 
What does it look like in your life? Maybe it's not the first hour of your morning. Maybe it's in the evening. Maybe it's sometime in the afternoon. But I want to encourage you to consider how do you make studying God's word, reading God's word, a priority in your life. And then 1 Thessalonians tells us in chapter 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing, for this is God's will for you. Prayer is a topic we could spend a whole lot of time discussing. Jesus tells us how to pray. The disciples, there's tons of prayer that they give mm-hmm. in each of their uh, epistles to the churches. He tells us the types of prayers to pray in thanksgiving. But the main thing is we need to pray. We need to invite the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us because it's the power of the Holy Spirit when we invite him into our life that causes that growth and causes those good works. And so we see um, the Holy Spirit living. So we see the the heart, we see God's love, and if we love him, then we're going to obey his commandments. That could be in service. That could be reading God's word. That could be praying. But God takes that in his Holy Spirit. And there are several scriptures where... um, we see what the Holy Spirit's role is in our life. In Romans, it tells us the Holy Spirit is the power of salvation. It's not on us to convert people. It's not on us to bring people to Jesus. It's just us to live our lives and to talk about him and tell other people about him. And the Holy Spirit does the work mm. in other people's lives. In John fourteen twenty six, the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. And Nathan said last week, it is sometimes hard to read scripture, but sometimes the hard things are the things that are the best things for us. And, And we can be assured that the Holy Spirit, if we invite him, will teach us all things. And then in Galatians 5.22, the Holy Spirit produces character in our lives, that spiritual fruit, love, joy, peace, patience. Nobody wants to talk about patience and what it takes to to produce that. But that is what the Holy Spirit does in our life. And so we see that as the Holy Spirit works, we give him a little bit. We give him that little act of service. That Take that opportunity that he puts in front of us to read and to study, to pray. And the Holy Spirit multiplies that. And so when we serve, because of the Holy Spirit, we grow and other people grow as well because they see that growth in us because they see Jesus when we read and study the Holy Spirit multiplies that into spiritual wisdom and understanding of the scripture and then when we pray God promises when we draw near to him he will draw near to us so we see the picture completed Because every time you go around and you do one of those things and the Holy Spirit multiplies that, it just grows in your heart a more of a love for Christ. And so that little thing turns into the next little thing, the next opportunity to serve, the next opportunity to study and grow and pray. And that's how God works in our lives. And so I want to finish um, by encouraging you with this prayer for the church that Paul recorded In Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10, as a member of God's family, that you may be filled with the knowledge 
of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, that you may walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, pleasing him in all respects and bearing fruit in every good work, increasing in the knowledge of God. So, how are we doing with that? How, how are we doing with, uh, with the things God created us to do? Are you reading your Bible daily? Or do you turn on that TV? Are you plugged into a small group study with other people? Or are you lone wolfing it? Do you begin each day with a prayer of thanksgiving? Do you pause during your meals? Do you end the night the same way? Or do you forget like I do who I am sometimes? And we sit in that sin. Or we run to that thing that makes us feel a little bit better, whatever it is. What's wrong with my mic? It's okay for you just to sit with that for a minute, though. Because sometimes I just think we don't, we forget who we are. We forget who he made us to be. You have a purpose. It's not, it's not a nothing purpose. You have a reason for, for breathing. And sometimes we just sit and watch it all go by. I do. And I hear from you guys, you do too. We, li we live in that yuck. And we never get to the yuck. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. That's First Peter 14 through 16. And I just wanted to go back. I want to end by just going back to that, that verse. Y'all know me. Y'all know where I come from. Um, you know some of the things I've done. I'm having to steal her notes. But I want to, I want to end it this way. I don't want to end on on me asking you all those questions that I know good and well the answer to already. I, I, I'm not trying to make you, you feel bad. You, you know, you read the first part of that, right? The first part of that. But God, even when you, even when you were in your sin, even then, God came and saved you. Then, not when, not, not when you were doing good, when, when you were sinning. And when you grasp a hold of that in, in a new way, in a way that, that you've taken for granted for so many years, and you start living that purpose out in your life. We're fixing to sing this song. It just tears me up because I look around this room and I think this could be all of our theme song.
So you're going to hear it for the first time. And we're going to sing it as a group for the first time. But I'm going to guarantee you it's already in here. It's already in your heart. He's already imprinted it on you. So as, as we, as we, we're just all going to stand up together and we're going to, we're going to sing this, uh, sing this to the most wonderful, awesome Savior. Even in our sin, he came. So even if you're in sin today, I want you to know Jesus came for you. But Christian, that doesn't give us the right to go and do sinful things just because he, he's already paid it all. That's not how we live. Don't do that. Don't take your sin for granted. There was an awful price that was paid. Innocent blood was shed for you and for me. Never forget that. I'll close out in a minute after we sing this, but let's, let's just stand together and sing. Let this song speak to you. I was buried beneath my rebellion Lost without hope of redemption Blind to my need for a savior Oh, but God Crushed by the weight of my failure Living the lie I created Digging my grave without knowing Oh my God, oh my God Rich in mercy, how he loves me Too much to let me stay lost My salvation Sent from heaven, nailing my sin to a cross. Oh, my God, you gave me a truth worth believing. I traded my chains for your freedom. Cause you were the one that I needed. Oh, my God, resurrected my heart from. My rescue came through like the wind. Now this is my short testimony. Oh, but God, oh, but God, rich in mercy, how you love me too much to let me stay lost. My salvation sent from heaven and of my sin to Christ.
care where you are this morning. Maybe, maybe you haven't made that profession yet. Maybe you haven't said Jesus is, is going to be ruler of my life. Maybe you need to make that. Me and Danielle will be down here for just a few minutes if you need to make that. Or if you just need to pray. Robin's back in the back. Michael Fang's back here. Dustin's back here. If you need to pray, find one of those guys. Uh, they, will, they will pray over you. I, I love y'all. Y'all are beautiful. I'm, I'm still amazed that this, this dude who was on the steps of a bank fixing to rob it gets to speak to God's people. It blows me away. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve to look into your faces and see you smiling back at me. I deserve something far worse. But here I stand. Here I stand. He's got something good for you this week. Go find it. Amen. Slap your neighbor. <laughs> I've always wanted to say that. Go ahead.